hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. And we are back once again with the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Presents True Hill Heat 73. We are here to discuss a lot of news. WWE's attempt to erase the big dog, Roman Reigns. We're going to be talking about the revolt, aka the revival on Talk is Jericho. And we're also going to be talking about week 30 of the Wednesday Night War, as well as preview WWE Money in the Bank this coming Sunday. I am back once again with my lovely co-host, the beautiful Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 everybody. And of course, the resident True Hill alcoholic himself, Mr. Off the Rails, Top Guy. <laughs> what up, guys? What up? Yo, it's all my people. Cinco de Mayo. I know we're a couple of days late. You know what I mean? You got tequilas in. You got to. Hey! <laughs> yes! Woo! <laughs> Think of the bio, people. That's when um JJ would dip me, you know. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, little, little something, something, little something, something for the heels, you know what I mean? Absolutely. We're going to have a lot of fun on this episode of True Hill Heat. So get your drinks ready, sit back and enjoy all the latest news in professional wrestling and push that I card down at the bottom and push the subscribe button to stay notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. All the great reviews, countdowns and True Hill Heat podcasts right here on our YouTube channel. So before we get started on all the top news, we got to talk about the True Hill Roll Call. The True Hill Roll Call is where we talk to you and give shout outs to you, the viewers, the listeners of True Hill Heat. We appreciate each and every one of you. And this episode, especially, we're going to prove that as we start off with our top three, our conversation starters, as they are officially known as the True Hill Trinity. These are the top three conversation starters on our True Hills group page. Number three is our New Japan aficionado himself, James Wims. Coming in at number two is the host of the Romeo Report and the co-host of True Rewind, our new uh, series to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Romeo Anthony Cologne. And coming in at number one is a very special, very special, special guest host that we have for True Hill Heat 73. This is someone that has been contributing to the True Hills group page, that has been uh, liking and sharing and supporting our True Hill Heat group pa uh, page on Facebook, as well as watching our show right here on our YouTube channel, as well as live when we were on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. So we welcome none other than the number one for... 20 straight weeks on True Hill Heat, the number one conversation starter himself, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Hello, hello. Thank you guys again for having me on. Wow. <laughs> this is a dream. Let's get it. Ah. Welcome, welcome, sir. Like, we appreciate all your support. You you are one of our loyal viewers and listeners to the True Hill Heat podcast and the YouTube channel. So we want to show our appreciation back to you by welcoming you on True Hill Heat 73. So welcome to the show, man. Ooh. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. You know, I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of butterflies actually being on this thing. But, I mean, <laughs> a little more comfortable, more acclimated, just ready to, you a little bit more. What's up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 
Andrew's music right there, right? <laughs> so how how has your life been in quarantine? Before we get started on everything, like let's give like a up to date right. how you're feeling right now, everything going on in the world. How's your how's your life going? I mean, it's a bit different, you know, now. Like the only thing I've really been leaving my house for is just work. You know, I work in Target, like do like guest service, carts, everything around that store. So, you know, it's the life of being an essential worker, you know, going out, coming back, just trying not to do too much, still try to remain social distant and all that. But yeah, just when I'm not at work, checking out more wrestling, just more of the same. And uh, got a few voice work projects that I'm working on right now. So I'm real excited about those. I, I see that you got the mic set up and everything. You look professional, sir. You look like you're a natural for this podcast thing. And you know what, my friend? All they do is shout out all the, the, the doctors and nurses. Listen, you are one of the frontline essential workers, too. And your birthday just recently passed. So I am going to salute you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Of this tequila, my friend. Thank you. Happy birthday, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. Gatorade is the next best thing. And and if you if you would like to partake in our good friend, our our co-host of Joints and Jabronis and Mary Blunt Jane. Impact, Mary Jane is here. Mary Jane, Jane is welcome. Hey Mary. Nice Mary to see you. Mary is always welcome on True Hook. He she was I a long time. She was a longtime co-host of the of the of the uh podcast. So welcome back to the show, Mary Jane. Always um, good to see her. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's always not too far behind, isn't he? So shouts out to Chris as well. Uh a couple of the true hills we got a shout out. Troy Lee, uh Chris the Shark, uh Paisler, Alberto Ortiz, Brian Michael Pratt, Brian Hughes. Our YouTube uh, subscribers, we got a shout out Storm Shadow, who's been giving us a lot of great suggestions in the comment section. So if you're watching us for the very first time, or if you're a subscriber or a viewer for a long time, and you've never commented in the comment section below, please comment down below. If you have any suggestions for videos for us to do, we're always open to suggestions. Storm Shadow says that we should do a top 10 heels in wrestling today countdown. Ooh either on the YouTube channel or on our podcast. So we are going to listen to you, the viewers and our subscribers. So Storm Shadow, shouts out to you. Massively uh, infected. Uh, that's, his, that's his name on uh, YouTube. Shouts out to you. You've also commented in our comment section. So we love to shout all you out. So please comment down below if you never have before. And a huge shout out once again to Royce Isaacs of the Strictly Business, of the Wild Cards, and one of the stars of NWA hour for our very special exclusive interview with him for True Heels BTR Between the Ropes that's up on our page our iTunes page you can listen to it if you uh, need to do it while you're working at home or you can watch it right here on our YouTube channel so anything you guys want to talk about before we get into what we missed no not really all the show let's go indeed so what we missed was Smackdown uh of course the 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 Lynch the Lynch's sons 
favorite, Otis, uh, qualifies for the Money in the Bank men's ladder match while Carmella qualifies for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, both Money in the Bank ladder matches will occur at the very same time. We talked about that unique um, corporate ladder uh, Money in the Bank ladder match this Sunday, but the very interesting part is that it's both going to happen at the very same time at the headquarters. <laughs> Forgotten Sons upset the New Day mm. on Monday. Up on Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, has come back from the dead. He was buried a month ago. <laughs> a month ago, exactly. Yep. He's buried. So what? So what? Uh, <laughs> it was beautiful. He returns and he wins the last chance gauntlet to be the last entrant in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Viking Raiders defeat the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. While the WWE champion Drew McIntyre defeats Murphy in the main event. And Dark Side of the Ring was a very, very, very good one. Probably my, my biggest surprise of the season, in my opinion. Herb Abrams and the UWF. Uh, if you guys want to hear a full review of that, that's up on our YouTube channel. Me and Chrissy Love break down every episode of Season 2. Nick Jackson, what was your thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring this week with Herb Abrams? Man, Herb Abrams... Cocaine and cowboy boots, man. I just, and that's one thing I will say I've been loving about Dark Side of the Ring season one and two is I'm learning certain things that I never knew about until last week and I saw the trailer. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of Herb Abrams and I'd never heard of the UWF, but it was just like, it was crazy that this guy was just such a big fanatical fan and got something off the ground that was, you know, gaining some traction, but obviously that's he didn't necessarily have, I guess, the foresight to keep it going and just the stories and everything and the story leading up to, like, <laughs> his death and, oh, man. It's the every, death. <laughs> yeah, everything in Dark Side of the Ring is just a huge roller coaster, and that was probably one of the biggest surprises that I, uh, I saw as far as all the episodes going um, that have aired so far. Definitely. Very solid and excited for the next ones that are coming. I We are definitely excited as well. Road Warriors, as well as Owen Hart, is the last two episodes of Season 2 of Dark Side of the Ring. I can already tell that's going to be a tough watch, at least for me. Yeah. Ooh, yep, uh, same. And today is his birthday, so happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Owen. King of happy Hearts. Happy birthday to Owen Hart up in the sky. Happy birthday to Kevin Owens. And happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, damn, I should have worn a shirt. Damn it. Happy er birthday to the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay. May, May 7th, when Ooh. we're recording this, is a very popular day when it comes to birthdays, I will say. Yes. Oh. And a happy, <laughs> a happy belated to The Rock, who was on uh, May 2nd. Hell yeah. What can I say? You, my friend. <laughs> Great professional wrestlers are born in May. And great people that provide wrestling content are born in May as oh well. Oh my God. Here this, <laughs> this fucking going. He's self promoting himself. Look at this sorry sack of shit. <sighs> up on my upper screen. So wherever I'm pointing, I hope it's in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> First part of make that happen right here. <laughs> awesome. So. <laughs> We got to get into our top news, and the top news story is, speaking of The Rock, we got to talk about his cousin, 
the big dog, Roman Reigns, and WWE's attempt to erase Roman Reigns from history. Wrestling Observer, <laughs> Wrestling Observer Radio uh, recently reported that this man has told officials that he does not want Roman Reigns mentioned on WWE TV going forward. This week wow. on Raw, this week on Raw, uh, WWE aired a top ten uh, Monday uh, Money in the Bank moments compilation throughout the show. For number one, it was of course they listened to us because we said it as well. It was also number one for us on our ranking of the Money in the Bank cashins. Seth Rollins cashing as Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 31. Absolutely, yep. By making, and what happened in reality is by making uh, by Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank, he made it a triple threat match between himself, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns, and he hit Roman Reigns with the curve stomp and pinned him to become the WWE champ. However, that's not what happened. <laughs> the WWE showed footage, which showed uh, Seth Rollins running down to the to the ring with the briefcase and handing it to the referee. We then see Seth Rollins curb stomping Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35, not WrestleMania 31, WrestleMania 35 for the Universal Championship, by the way. And then we see, we go back to WrestleMania 31, where Seth Rollins celebrates with the WWE Championship. In essence, WWE tried to revisionist history Roman, Re Roman Reigns out of that scenario. So, what do you guys think about WWE's attempt to erase Roman Reigns from one of the most famous moments of the past decade? We'll start off with our guest host, Nick Buck, Nick Jackson. What was your thoughts? I mean, well, I guess my immediate thought was just petty events. <laughs> and then I thought about it more and what other people were saying that they're like, oh, they probably just don't want to show Roman because he hasn't been on TV. They don't know when he's going to be back. But at the same time, a whole part of what made that moment so huge is the fact that, you know, Roman was in the match, like, this, like the circumstances going into the match, you know. That was whole, you know, Vince's whole plan. Have Roman be the star, face the company. Didn't work. So panic button. Rollins goes in, pins Roman for the title. And I mean, because I didn't actually, I was working that night, so I didn't watch Ron its entirety. Like what you just said, where the clip of Seth stomping Brock was from WrestleMania 35. That's why I kind of made that face was so they're not even gonna. The footage doesn't even line up. I'm just like... <sighs> anyway, I digress. But, yeah. I just think that it was... I get why they could, probably did it or the reason they could say they did it because they don't know when Roman's going to be back. But at the same time, we all know what happened. Like, why are you guys trying to pretend like we haven't seen this, that this didn't happen years ago? They're trying. They're trying to basically give us the the Men in Black erase, erase. Yeah, erase. exactly. It's gone. Wait, this didn't happen. You mean it happened this way? You mean Seth Rollins beat Roman? No, Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar to win the WWE Championship. Heist of the century. But yeah, Miss <laughs> Chrissy, what was your thoughts on the attempt to revisionist history at W for WWE? Um. I don't get it. I don't understand it. What it, it happened. We all know it, it happened. It's footage. We all know that Roman is a patient and his immune system is, you know, 
not at its best. And right now, he cannot take that chance. And for you to try to erase it and to do that just because he's trying to look out for himself and his family is just, you have no heart, you have no soul. Like you, you want to be petty because this person want to make sure that their health is, you know, a hundred percent. And then, you know, a good way to say, you know, forget about you. We don't care about you. You do this. I really think it's sad. I'm not surprised. I didn't know what happened until Sid actually told me because I saw it and I didn't really pay it no mind. And then I looked back at it and I was like, wow, that's, that's really a shame that you would actually be so low and so heartless to take someone, one major person out of it because you are upset with him. You already, have so your, you already have your key plays of who you want on TV. Let the storylines play out. He didn't really have a story to go with anyway right now. So what's the point? But it, it, it's just, it, I mean, this is not something they haven't done before. But, of course, there's been better reasons for them to do it in the past. So I will say that. Okay. So but this one is uh, not. JJ, I think you're the perfect person to ask this question. What do you think Roman Reigns' reaction to this will be or should be? Roman Reigns' reaction? To Vince, it, oh, he just queued it up for me. <laughs> that's, that's actually perfect. For all you youngins that don't know this song, this is Ludacris. Ludacris in his prime was great, and that song was amazing. You should back go back and listen time. to it. Classic album. I that song the first time I was like four or five. <laughs> Classic. No other words. Well, there you go. Uh, so, do you I'm think not talking about the stupidity of this company? <laughs> well, do you think that Vince has like damaged his relationship with Roman with his like response? He oh. <laughs> 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 don't care. He's just gonna find the new hot dick and jump on it. He mm. care like he doesn't care. The engine moves on. They're gonna find somebody else's meat to hop on. Get petty, yo. He took clips from two different WrestleManias and put them together in one package. Like what <laughs> the fuck? Like yo, his video editing is even trash. <laughs> Come on, like, I can make you disappear like that. Uh, like the builders look obscurely different. The scene is crazy different. But we're not going to learn different gear. We're not going to notice, <laughs> and we're we're not going to notice. We don't remember who took the pinfall at WrestleMania 31. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like come on. Come on! It's, it's just a, another example of WWE insulting our intelligence as viewers. And that's why I said... Right, like, you don't think we was not going to put two and two together? Like, and, you know, a little, I was a little slow at it, but, you know, I still got it, and it was just sad. It's just, it's just multi-layers of things that WWE are known for and do to us as viewers. Like, they insult our intelligence... They try to erase people from history. Like, I, it, ben, Chris Benoit is one thing. You could tell me that Shawn Michaels and Triple H had a great triple threat match with no one at yeah. WrestleMania 20. That's fine. That's spent five years 
shoving him down our proverbial throats. Facts. We're going to forget him. And then when we finally cheer the cancer survivor, we're just going to forget. Poor guy just can't catch a break. No, he can't. He really can't. He really can't. Like, even with him getting shut down our throats, that wasn't his fault. He was just trying to do his job. Yeah. The company to start controversy. Like, yo, if he really requested to leave that company, he would become the biggest thing in wrestling, probably since The Rock in Austin. Just mm. the being that big, a requesting to leave, the internet would break. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to get that far. I just think that... The, those, those, the, that, that holds that whole annoying family just has that type of relationship with Vince that they just recover from anything and they'll forgive this and move on from this. But this is wrong. This is wrong. Is what is the, the whole semblance of this is wrong. Like there's been yeah. better reasons for WWE to revision its history things. You can revision its history, a whole series on the ruthless aggression era, and tell me it was a great era. I lived through that shit. I know a lot of the shit you were telling me was BS there, and I know that that video that they showed on Raw was BS. So <laughs> God forbid you stand up for yourself and your family's well-being. Right. God forbid you have cancer. They exploit you for being a cancer survivor. No. And then when, you have to, when, when you have to think about that, think about your health. What about my cancer? They erase you from history. Yep. This is why. Make money off your health concern and then remove you because of your health concern. This is why since day one of True Hill Heat, we have been supporters of Roman Reigns because we have realized the WWE has been the biggest anchor on the career of Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we got to move on and we got to talk about another team that left the anchor behind. The Revolt. The Revival. Uh, on Talk is Jericho this week, they appeared. Uh, the the tag team formerly known as The Revival, now known as Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Uh, they appeared on Talk is Jericho. In this interview, they confirmed and revealed a number of surprising information during their final months with WWE. This included uh, that their leaked photos of the team in clown attire with Flavor Flav type clocks around their neck. Uh, was actually pitched to them by Vince McMahon, and they were offered more than the previously reported $750,000 a year contracts uh, that everybody was talking about. Once the revolt uh, told Vince that the gimmick was uh, not going to work and that it was horrible, and, but they would still do it to, for the duration of their contract, they were told to no longer come on the road and that they would be able to sit at home and receive pay until they were re uh, received their releases. So what were your guys' thoughts on the Talk is Jericho podcast with the revolt? We'll start off with Top Guy JJ. What was your thoughts on it? True. That action kind of was a little boring to me in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie, but I like the cat. I like I like Dax and Cash. I like Dax and Cash. I kind of like kind of <laughs> I like Dax and Cash. Yeah. But hearing them and hearing them go deeper, like especially into like the 30, 35 minute mark, just start to hear why they were ready to leave and from why we felt that they could leave. 
and it was just literally the lack of exposure for WWE tag team wrestling because every other company promotes better tag team wrestling when the WWE has the best tag team in the world. But they never know how to expose them. They never know how to highlight it. But you got companies that got three motherfucking tag teams, but they make tag team wrestling look so important. And then here goes WWE got like 32 tag teams, but then they could barely make the mid-card of a show. Or they're barely on a show. Yeah, so it's like, and I like the strategy that they had because they wanted to not only prove that this wasn't about money, this wasn't about a push, they asked for their as they were becoming the tag team champions. So as they were getting the push, as they were getting this bullshit push, they then said, we need to be released from this company because we don't see this tag team division ever fluctuating or getting to a status where it deserves to be when you have the best talent in the world. And <sighs> it's passion. Like they, they stuck to their guns. They stuck to their guns for almost two years. Money plays you and money didn't sway them. So mm. I love the fact that they stuck to their guns and wherever they ended up signing, you're going to know this is a team that wants to be with the company because they want to enhance your division and not just work for you. Makes sense. I get you. So what was your thoughts on the on the podcast, Negro Buck? Uh, my thoughts on the podcast, I mean, I definitely loved it. It was very interesting getting their insight and everything. And just like JJ said, I really love and respect just their whole idea of everything was it's not about money for us. It's not about the titles. We'll keep losing the titles however many times we want us to lose them as long as we legitimize this division. Because, yeah, WWE has some of the best tag teams like in the world at their disposal. Don't know what to do with them. And it's almost as like you're lucky if you're a tag team and you start in NXT because there have been so many great tag teams. You know, the Revival, that's where they were at their peak, their hottest. And it's just like, I understand what they were saying with trying to elevate the division because you have certain guys who aren't getting time. They're only doing live shows. They're not getting exposure. And also one thing they said where it was like, the only teams really getting exposure on the shows are teams that are doing comedy acts, you know, because you know, doing comedy, and, like, if you're a serious, no-nonsense team like the Revival was, you're seen as boring or unintelligent or uncharismatic. So, yeah, and also major respect to them for being willing to do the gimmick that they were going to be given with, you know, the tassels and the Flame Flav clocks, and I think they even said that they were trying to have them wear lipstick for the, for the attire, and it was just, like, and I liked what Cash was saying where he was like, they were trying to sell it to us as like them taking the piss out of being a comedy act. Like their whole thing saying the only reason why we're getting exposure now is because we're being funny. So. No, I mean, I got, I got the reasoning behind the gimmick. It made sense, but like they were at the point where it was, yeah. it was turning back for them. That was nailing the confidence. <laughs> For the nonsense bullshit rivalry they had with the Usos, where they put fucking hot shit in their pants. Oh, and I forgot about that until you said it. Rolling <laughs> like it's an embarrassment. Like you got the best teams in the world and you turn them into a laughing act. You turn them into a restroom break. You have them job to lucha house party. And, but 
Mind you, if the Lucha House Party was in another company, one, they would have completely different fucking names because sure. they have better athletes and wrestlers. And if they were put on a bigger stage, they would perform. But they're treated as jokes, so the fans look at them as jokes. Exactly. And the the whole thing with that is that he still thinks that he's trying to get out of the whole like attitude. He's trying to look at his family friendly thing. He, I mean, you do have kids that, but you still have to cater and entertain and do everything. So you don't have to always be funny. You don't always have to be. Uh, we don't have to always be clown and sandbone and throwing shit all over the place. You're so you don't always have to make everything a gimmick or a joke. You don't always have to put on colorful outfits. You can still sell us and still like we can still like you if you entertain us. Yeah. So you going about it that way is still stupid. We like the product. Just give us good stuff so we can receive the product. But they just think that everything is just okay and just we want to just laugh and just, you know, sell t-shirts and just be a gimmick and just be happy go lucky because you want us to be this family show. You just want to entertain people. Yo, can That's you how crazy it would look if the loot the house party were introduced as the loot brothers and they became a faction? To imagine like how that group would look, how much more seriously they would be taken. It's just it's crazy. They're so talented and it looked at as last thoughts. Yeah. Three of them are so talented. Because that's so the only got, thing that they've I, told us is they're just guys who dick around, but they're all Incredible, incredible athletes, and they would soar anywhere else, I believe. Hey, Grand Metalik and Phoenix would fuck it up, yo. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got Grand a Metalik question for y'all. I got a question. I, I got a question for y'all. I, I, a lot of fans say, you know, WWE should invest more in their tag team division, but. The real question is, how does WWE invest more in their in their tag team division? So that would be my question to you guys. How should WWE invest more in their tag teams? Because probably the only time in like the past decade they've invested in the tag team division is really the the New Day, and then probably like from the, the, new, the new Day Usos rivalry, but not really the Usos on its own. Really, the only time they really invested in the Usos is when they were feuding with the New Day. And even then, and even then, when you think about that rivalry, they were they were on the opening match for Battleground. They were on the pre-show for SummerSlam, the opening match for Hell in a Cell. Like they were never put in a prominent spot to make money and to be like the for the fans to really invest in it. So how do you think that WWE? How does WWE do that? Because I think that that's the real issue that WWE doesn't know how to and doesn't know how to go about it and too many fans just want the need for it and say you you should invest more you should invest more but never put the foresight into how can WWE and don't think like yourself don't think like a wrestling fan you have to think like WWE which means thinking like a 70 year old rich billionaire who does not take a lot of criticism and feedback very well but you have to think like that how does WWE invest in their tag team I, I, three things. TV promos, more serious storyline, and one-off main event. Mm. Gotta give them a bigger spotlight and a stage to actually deliver the characters. The tag teams have characters as well. Mm. The New Day aren't the only characters in the company. The New Day aren't the only people that can deliver you a promo or a vignette on screen. Why mm -hmm. 
only singles competitors that gives you vignettes. It can be tag teams that gives vignettes. It can be tag teams that that delivers promos. It can be tag teams that give you bomb ass main events. Why aren't they giving a more serious platform for the fans to invest in it? You got to give us something to believe in with a story, then deliver it in the ring for us to then take them seriously. Why do you think he had no problem whatsoever when the Young Bucks main evented all in when we went when we went there? The Young Bucks gave us more stories than we could fucking imagine. And we are bought into that. Because they got time on TV. They've been able to deliver so much character and deliver so much of themselves that only WWE gives that time to singles competitors. And the only time that WWE invested in character promotions, as you stated before, was when the New Day and the Usos had their rivalry. Is when they were going back and forth in their, in their dungeon promos and the Usos were walking through areas delivering their heat promos. That was the only time they've been given time. Like, you give the, the, the Viking Raiders and you give the Street Profits a quick little segment that became one of the most interesting dialogues that they had on TV. And this is the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. This is the dose of what tag team wrestling can do for your brand. It yeah. always have to be the macho champion versus some big Goliath, which you want to deliver up as a favorite. You gotta give us something else. That's why the ratings are so fucking low because we know what's coming. Yeah. Yes. Facts. And I just I had a quick question. Do you guys believe that? So as far as you know, the whole main roster stuff with Raw and SmackDown goes, do you guys believe that having two sets of tag team titles is kind of detrimental to the division? Haven't. <laughs> Three tag team championships. Three tag team. <laughs> <laughs> All four brands have titles. <laughs> four brands, if you count uh, NXT UK. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I I, I forgot all about that. I am necessarily not in the belief that it dilutes or takes away from the division because if they treated each of these as their own universe, yeah. then then it would be okay. And I feel like that that's proven by like the NXT tag team titles. The NXT tag team titles is viewed as a major title because it's kind of treated in their own universe and they protected mm-hmm. it in their universe. Why is like the Raw and the SmackDown, the every year with the Survivor Series and then the stuff like that. Every year there's a draft. Like there's no there's no sense of brand loyalty, so it doesn't become this is the best tag team on Raw. This is the best tag team on SmackDown. It just is. This is the guy that has the Raw tag team titles. This is the team that has the Raw tag team titles. This is the team that has the SmackDown tag team title. It's never it's never a solidifying thing of. This is the best tag team in the in the company. The, the, the company, yep. So, okay. I I would uh, definitely agree with what JJ said. Um, I don't think it's detrimental, but I also think that it's not being proven that this is something to fight for because no one is standing behind the tag team division. No, like you said, if we had the storylines and the booking, they would be great. Why do you Why do you put tag teams on pre shows? Why can't they're great for a mid card if you had the right 
right teams and the right story to get for it, it could be great for a middle match. I mean, a middle, a middle of the show. It can be great even to like, you know, close a show if you had the correct people and the storyline and you believe that this story would work and, and give us the the excitement and, and let us be um, drawn in and, and, and believe in this, we would we would love it. We would draw into it. We would, be, we would react to it. But unfortunately, with all of the people that's in the division, I can't even remember everyone that's even in the tag team division, to be honest. Like, I've lost, I've forgotten. Yeah, I've lost track. I, I don't. I, I mean, it doesn't even make sense to even like try to think about it or like try to like guess who it is because it, it don't really even matter. Um, they're looked at as as a. They can be there. They're two. They're, it could be three members or it could be more. They're a faction. And if you give us the promos, if you give us the insight on who these people are and draw us in, we'll eat it up. But you don't do that, and you don't want you don't get you don't if you don't invest it in, why should we? Yeah, they don't make us care. Exactly, and instead we get fucking King Corbin story. Correct. What? Like, like it, it's so embarrassing because the talent from these tag teams is immense. So before we wrap up, before we wrap up this uh, topic, I want each of y'all to give the number one tag team you want to see the Revolt face now that they're not in the WWE. Does it have to be in that brand? It well, it can't be in WWE. That's what I said. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the number one team you want outside of the WWE to reverse the revolt? Two teams for me: the Lucha Brothers mm. and Sonata. And who? Evil and Sonata. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say those two. That was my pick: Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata. Yep. I would definitely say Lucha Bros. Um, Even the Young, young Bucks, Bucks, baby. I mean, Young Bucks, that's a bit... That match is a given that's going to happen, but I would yeah. really, really like to see them against uh, Hangman and Kenny. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. That's uh, good, actually. Great. I like that one. Also, I wouldn't even... I, I, one, I would like to see... I really want to see them face G.O.D. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the G.O.D. for sure. Probably <laughs> my... If I had to choose one, I would probably say it's the Briscoes. Briscoes versus the Revolt would probably oh, be my okay. That would be They would never have one match because they would fuck each other. It's going to be a redneck fight for sure. Uh, moving on to week 30 of the Wednesday Night Wars. It's our favorite time of the show where we break down the, the ratings for the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. Drum roll. Alright. <laughs> and the drum roll says... We have a, it was a rating of AEW Dynamite with 732,000 viewers to WWE NXT's 663,000 viewers. Once again, AEW Dynamite <laughs> wins in the ratings war. They had a .28 in the 18-49 to 49 key demo, while NXT finished with a .18. Uh, this was, both both shows was up in the ratings, so that's good yeah. news for 
for 1.4 million people watch wrestling on Wednesday night. WWE NXT had Adam Cole defeating Velveteen Dream to defend the NXT title. Charlotte Flair gets disqualified versus Io Shirai, but Rhea Ripley is not in Australia. She is in the United States, and she returned to NXT, and Kushida and Akira Tozawa get victories in the Best of the Super Cruisers tournament. AEW Dynamite had uh, Mr. Brody Lee and the Dark Order attack AEW World Champion John Moxley and SCU, leading to Moxley versus Brody Lee being signed for Double or Nothing. MJF returns and he learns that he will face Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing. Cody versus uh, Joey Janela in a very good opening matchup. And the most fun, the most insane matchup oh. of the entire pandemic. The most Man. You will have watching professional wrestling since this whole pandemic has started as it was Kenny Omega and Broken Matt Hardy versus the La Sex God. Oh, oh my God. And Whose idea was it to put to the inner circle together? Who did that? It was Chris Jericho's idea. Was it to get... The, uh, He's a G yeah. Oh my... <sighs> So, guys, we have the question. We heard the ratings. Mark on his list, man. I swear. He is a Jesus. We heard the ratings. AEW Dynamite won the ratings roar, but we got to hear what your guys' opinion was on the shows. Who had the better show last night for the Wednesday Night Wars Week 30? We'll start off with our guest host, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. I'd say, in my opinion, Dynamite had the best show this week. You had, as you said, a very good opening match between Janela and Cody. Glad to see that Janela is getting a little bit more spotlight. Actually really enjoyed the match between Kaz and Mox, too. It was refreshing for me to see Kaz back in a single setting just because when I discovered, I discovered Kaz in 07 in Impact, and he was a singles guy, and he was a guy that I really, really enjoyed. Love what he's doing with SCU, but it's good to know that you know all, I mean, all three of those guys in SCU are extremely talented as singles wrestlers, as tag team, as a trio. I mean, they can do it all. And as you said, the main event was one of the most fun matches I've seen in a long time. Just all over Daly's place, they basically tried to murder Sammy G with a golf cart. So, <laughs> like, Hit. I had to do. Did anyone else have to do a double take of that? Because I really thought he was hurt. Fault <laughs> of the motherfucking decade, yo. That is the gif of 2020. Oh, I, on the I mean, everyone's already memeing the hell out of it. <laughs> that clip. I was like, holy. What? <laughs> it was me. I, I was like, hold on. I rewound because I'm like, please like, so tell you me they didn't back actually back knock back his head off. <laughs> That was the gift, the meme of the wrestling year for 2020, for sure. That was 2020 coming after all of us with everything that uh, is going on. Yeah. While well, 2019 was taping <laughs> yes, the entire way. Top, oh, yeah. guy, top guy JJ, what do you say was the better show last night? I mean, I mean, you know how I am when it comes to, like, if there's a moment that steals the entire night, I give the edge to that show. And Sammy Guevara with the bump of the motherfucking decade. Mm. <laughs> Yep. Literally, you just saw 2020 getting met with the virus, and that shit. Yeah. That? <laughs> like, I thought he was dead. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, 
felt for that man. I was like, oh my god, his face just got crushed. His like, face just got fucking crushed. Like I, I literally like holy shit. I didn't jump at a bump like that in years. Like I thought he got fucking killed. But I, like, I hope he doesn't have a concussion. Tonight, yeah. from like Javi, I think AEW definitely put on the better show and they deserve the better rating. But I think I just saw my favorite entrance in wrestling take place in NXT last night. I am fully sold. Yes. Arian Cross, I am all in. That is oh. really my favorite. Oh. But in all of WWE, I, saw that. Oh. I am one. Man. Hold on him. Uh. Fucking oh. Holy shit. I was like, mm, mm. felt that in my soul. I was a wrestling nut right there. Yeah, that was good. They sold that. Yeah, it was great. Everything about it was awesome. That was definitely the moment of the night as far as NXT goes. That was yeah. that was like yeah. that was like the fiend, the fiend's first entrance, Finn Balor's first demon entrance in NXT. Like oh, yeah. that was that was up there as far as like first entrances go. That was like. I so like, good. Like, oh, this, this is what wrestling is about, yo. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I loved it, man. I became yeah. a oh, I became such a fan right there. Like, oh, they, this was so perfect. This was so perfect. Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux, but like they uh. just mixed a lot of like old school themes with futuristic, just the images of it all, and Scarlet Bordeaux lip singing the. Oh. the the lyrics of the song just made it all come together. It was just perfect. I'm feeling chills right now as I yeah. as we god, speak about it. Oh my god! Yeah. Like so good. Yeah. So good. But this is the stuff we want, and they not they need to give us more of it. I don't understand it. Like, ugh. No, but honestly, like the 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 look of the both of them just makes it. Yeah. They have the perfect. Yeah. I literally. Yo, this guy got champion written all over him. Yo, he is literally mm-hmm. going to be the star of that brand in less than a year. The next monster heel, I think, of NXT. Ooh. I absolutely agree with y'all there. Miss Chrissy Love, what would you say was the better show last night? I have to give it to AEW. However, just like you guys said, the the killer cross entrance was just like amazing. Then, of course, seeing my boot come up up underneath the the <laughs> ring was amazing. Of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, are you on? Yes, that's. Oh, he has my heart. Oh. Got a fan, 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 Chrissy. Like, oh. time you yes. talk about Dexter Lewis. Yes, Dexter. Yes, that's. Uh, I love him too. Been a fan of his since Action. DNA days. <laughs> I I don't. I don't uh, Nick, I don't think you like you like Dexter Loomis like Chrissy likes Dexter. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I definitely love. See him. <laughs> um, I was sold on. The, once I saw the Jake the Snake come out and he was almost falling asleep at the ring, I was like, wow. This is <laughs> and then he brings out this little amateur snake and puts it on Brandy. Wonderful. Um, but first, Brandy got beat up by the doctor herself um, because Brandy threw her shoe. <laughs> she 
The roll yeah. machine, The goat baker. We could we are, goat, goat baker. We are taking that from I take that now from Jimmy and Cash. They call her Goat Baker on the All Elite yeah. recap. I am calling her Goat Baker now. <laughs> but did you see the reaction? The reaction when she beats up Brandy, and then you see um what's homeboy with the scoff name? Um, uh, yeah, MJF. MJF. He has one. He has Britt Baker's shoe in his hand. He's like screaming her on. It's just like everything about that whole segment was awesome. Then he, then Jake comes and puts a snake on her. It was just like all great. Then we had the street match. I was like, who, who did? First of all, there was no social distancing happening at all. I'm sorry. Like, oh, <laughs> there? there's nothing. I don't understand. Like how no, they had maybe like five people that had masks on. Everyone else was just all out. You're affected. Sorry. You got, there's something there. <laughs> but they must, but the show must go on. And that they did. And I mean, the La Sex Gods. I mean, wow. I mean, wow. Like, <laughs> Chris Jericho can, can do no wrong. The La Champion, I need to probably order me a little bit of the bubbly as, um, oh, yeah. as they uh, mentioned in. You can order yourself. He gives us a plug as they're commentating. How do you give a plug to buy his mer his alcohol during this match? One of the best things to come out of this whole uh, like, quarantine is Jericho being on commentary. Because I think he found <laughs> what his calling is whenever he decides to hang up his boots. Two bottles probably coming in about a week. I'll pull out a fork and cut a bitch. Probably the only... The only negatives from AEW Dynamite was probably, uh, like Chrissy said, the lack of social distancing that we uh, was on display there, and and the fact that Chris Jericho was no longer on commentary. I was happy that Jim Ross and Excalibur were back, and they were good yeah. last night, but it was nothing like Chris Jericho. On commentary. Like I used to him in Skivo. I was more worried about the social distancing when the Dark Order like a twenty-two on one right? attack. That's what I was yeah, that again, also, no. yes, yes. That also, I was like, I thought you couldn't have this many guys in the ring. What's going on? And then uh, they showed everyone that was in, well, like, in the stands. I was like, this definitely is like not appropriate at all. I mean, There's we a lot of crazy man, but if no one gives a shout out to that background picture of the inner circle, yes, that last picture, yes, that last, oh, awesome. yes, that was. Yes. That was, that was definitely one of the best closing shots to a wrestling show in quite some time. Uh, before we wrap up this Wednesday Night War talk, what would you guys say was the better tournament so far? The TNT Championship Tournament on AEW Dynamite or the best of the Super Cruisers over on NXT? AEW. AEW. NXT TNT Tournament, AEW. NXT can kiss my ass. Well, damn. <laughs> I, I, I only yeah. say that I only I only agree with God. everyone here. Bullshit Drake Maverick story. I ain't bored and I ain't fucking with that tournament. That's yeah, what I said. That's why I was gonna say the only reason I agree with everyone here is that the the best of the super cruisers kind of depends on the Drake Maverick story more than anything else. So it's kind of weak. They just started trying to kind of tell a Kushida side story, but it yeah. feels like that's the raid for the the stronger Drake Maverick story. Uh, so WWE news, the biggest news from WWE besides we, what we've already talked about is a new record low ratings for Monday Night War this week. 1.686 million viewers for Monday Night Raw. That's a new all-time low. Ouch. Uh, 
Fox Twitter handle teases that CM Punk is going to be the SmackDown hacker, mysterious hacker that has been teased on SmackDown over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Becky Lynch, who just appeared on Billions, is now rumored to uh, join an upcoming Marvel movie. I know Miss Chrissy Love loves that news. Oh, she was great. First of all, Billions is one of my favorite shows. And when I, 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 when I seen that, my husband, I was actually falling asleep. Uh, watching it because I was very, very tired. But then he woke me up and I was like, oh, I fanned out. Sorry. Then it made, made me become a little Becky fan yet again. I was like, gotta love her. Oh, why you over your eyes? Don't be mad because I'm going to save your Ronda Rousey. Now you want to yeah. be all up. You do roll your eyes. Whatever. Oh, don't do that, friend. See? He don't, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Dallas has not really has not been released. I know that's news. That's news for some people because he was not a part of the WWE mass releases. Uh, even though some asked if he was because uh, his tag team partner Curtis Axel was released as well as his father Mike Rotunda has been furloughed. Uh, WWE Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn is one of the superstars who has been who has made the choice to stay at home during the current pandemic. So. Shouts out to Sammy kind of making the better health, uh, the health choice for his uh, his livelihood. So shouts out to him for sure. New Japan news. Very, very sad news. Wrestle Dynasty at Madison Square Garden, which was scheduled for August 22nd, has been officially postponed per an announcement ah! this week from New Japan. We're sad to say tickets were supposed to go on sale next week. But of course, because of the current pandemic, they cannot. Uh, AEW Corona. news. Corona. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, Corona. Fuck you, Rona. Can they go oh, fuck you, Corona. I need get cleared up because yeah, I was supposed to go to the AEW show in Houston like a month ago, and they were scheduled it for November. So I'm just hoping that God willing, just throw me a bone. God willing, it happens. Then we just gotta all stay at home, and I'll <laughs> yeah, man. Amen. Wash your hands. And stay at home. Uh, AEW news. Like we reported last week, AEW has gone back to live shows starting with uh, the Wednesday night episode of Dynamite. They will take next week's show uh, uh, Thursday night to give everyone two weeks in quarantine. After that, before they uh, return to Jacksonville for the May 20th uh, live episode of Dynamite, then Double or Nothing on May 23rd uh, at Jacksonville, and then the 20, May 27th live Dynamite, which will all be at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, AEW News, uh, AEW and the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees confirmed that all staff and wrestlers for Dynamite received COVID-19 rapid test, and all were tested negative before being allowed in for the taping last night. So this is probably the biggest, like, precautions that were taking place before a wrestling event ever since this whole pandemic has taken place. So we got to give a shout-out to AEW for taking those extra measures. Uh, Cody reveals that it was Britt Baker who brought Warlow into AEW by introducing him to QT Marshall uh, to train him at the Nightmare Factory in Georgia. And the biggest news from AEW this week is that AEW was fined $10,000 for the Lights Out match between Jon Moxley and Kenny Omega back at full gear by the Maryland Athletic Commission for the lacerations and puncture wounds and the blood that was shown in the match. And for all of this, I will just say, Chris Cruz, 
Chris Cruz is the famous former WCW announcer who made it public to the Maryland Athletic Commission that uh, AEW showed blood at the event and pushed for them to be fined. Even though the Maryland Athletic Commission said they were already investigating it, Chris Cruz, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I will say. All right. Uh, ROH News. ROH has signed a TV deal with Fight Network UK in England. Impact Wrestling News, Willie Mack defeated Ace Austin and Chris Bay to defend the X Division title. Uh, tournament was announced to determine the number one contender for the Impact World title on Impact uh, this week. NWA News, NWA announces that NWA Superpower will finally uh, premiere this coming Tuesday at 6.05 Eastern Time. And then finally, ACH, Top Guy JJ's favorite. <laughs> uh, publicly addressed the way that he handled the entire t-shirt situation in WWE in a recent interview. And yes, ACH has expressed remorse and embarrassment. Because he ain't got no job now. You, you, you didn't think you had a little bit more responsibility than that fuckface? You didn't think that you had a whole community that you just let down, you fucking flaming idiot? You wasn't going through something. You were being selfish. You were a selfish piece of shit that tried to sit there and try to blame so many people for in racial differences and enslaving us. And I, no, no, you were a fucking talentless idiot. Oh, come on. Come on. He tried to stand up for something, but unfortunately it backfired on him. That's all it was. He's got talent. He's got talent. Ring and that's where it stops. ACH got talent. That's all I will say. That's in all the I will say. The ring. Hey, teach it song. All right. So finally, we got to wrap things up with our Money in the Bank preview. Money in the Bank is this coming Sunday. It's going to take place at is the Is it really on Mother's Day? Why? Mother's Day, Money in the Bank. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I think probably only the matches at the Performance Center are going to be live, while the Money in the Bank ladder matches have already been taped. So at least there's that. So who won? Well, we don't know that yet, and we we don't (laughs) give spoilers right here on True Hill Heat. But let's go through the card and give our predictions. SmackDown tag team titles are on the line in a fatal four-way match as the New Day will defend their newly won SmackDown tag team titles against the Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. That's for you, Jessica and Romeo. And the Lucha Bros. They love, they love that song? They love the Miz and Morrison, and they love the hey, hey, ho, ho's. So who you got in this fatal four-way matchup? <laughs> We'll start off with our guest host, Nick Jackson. Who you got? Uh, uh, I'm just going to say New Day because <laughs> seems like the, I, my heart wants to say Miz and Morrison just because mm. I don't think they should have lost the titles to New Day. But I don't know. I, New Day seems like the safe option. Seems about right. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, who you got? For the simple fact that the Forgotten Sons won already, I want to say that New Day will retain because it's too early to give it to them, maybe. But who knows? Look at the Street Profits. So maybe they could win. You never know. So 
I will definitely try and say maybe an upset and be the Forgotten Sons. Okay, that's interesting. Who you got, Top Guy JJ? <laughs> that shit is trash, yo. I'm sorry. So trash. So trash. I'm mad that they actually gave them studio time to do that. He really had to start from the beginning. He couldn't even cut the fucking hook. So I guess you're going with Miz and Morrison. Ho, Miz and Morrison. I'm gonna. My, my, my family hates them, actually. So your family hates Miz and Morrison. They're not going to them. What? This is for London. <laughs> <laughs> the boys cannot stand them because <laughs> they're New Day fans. That's why. Ah, uh, okay. You know they're kids. The gimmicks. You know they love the New Day. Of course. This is, this is oh, I just said the New Day. <laughs> your sons are good kids. <laughs> Unlike whatever JJ is. Um, I'm going to agree with the Negro Buck and our, our other guest host, Mary Jane, and I'm going to go with the New Day. Uh, we got Bailey. <laughs> we got Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Tamina. The Tamina, train, the Tamina train pulls in to money in the face. And you, who is going to, who is Mina than Tamina? <laughs> Who you got? Who you got, top guy, JJ? <laughs> Yo, Tamina for like the 2000th loss. Yo, that's so sad. Yo, Sims can't get a break. Yo. Oh man. Oh, me? Nah. <laughs> they should give it to her like they gave it to Braun Strowman, the courtesy win. Fuck out of here! <laughs> Who you got, Miss Christie? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bailey because they don't give it to me to no love, yo. Who you got, Nick? Bailey. All across the board, we got Bailey. Doctor's gonna help her some kind of way. We got Bailey taking the win all across the board here, and we'll go to the title matches, and we'll finish up with the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So for the WWE Championship, it will be Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins attacked Drew Ma Drew McIntyre a couple of weeks after WrestleMania with Herb Stomp, and has said that he wants to take the burden of the WWE Championship away from Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has done everything that Seth Rollins has done, and Seth Rollins needs the WWE Championship. That's all I got in those long, droning, freaking Seth Rollins promos on Monday Night War. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm just falling asleep <laughs> thinking about it. Um, we got... Drew versus Seth. Miss Chrissy Love, we'll start with you. Drew, 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 Drew. Nick, who you got? The chosen one himself. Very, way too soon to take the title off of him. Yeah. Definitely shouldn't be going to fucking Seth. He deserves a, a great run yes. right now. Corona, yeah. no Corona. He deserves a good run. He deserves 100%. 100%. Even this if it's going to be. He's worked his ass off for it, and I'm going with him for the win. If he gets more time to Kofi, it's a problem. Who you got, JJ? Seth, take a fucking vacation on promos with trash, bro. 
I mean, we're definitely through across the board for me. Go back to the drawing board, Seth. Uh, and we got for the Universal Championship, <laughs> it will it will be Braun Strowman defending the Universal Championship against Bray Wyatt. Yes, Bray Wyatt, the man, not the fiend. Who you got? <coughs> this is a rivalry that's been building for a number of years. Ever since Braun Strowman left the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt has been dragging up his past and bringing it up now that he is the Universal Champion. And now that Bray Wyatt wants the Universal title back, who you got, Miss Chrissy? I want Bray to get it back. However, I see this story playing out a little bit longer, and I think Braun is going to win. Top guy, JJ? Anybody that knows me knows how much I hate the Bray Wyatt book WWE. I can't stand it more than anything that happens in this company. And this is exactly why I believe that Bray Wyatt is going to win the Universal Championship with the help of The Fiend. Somehow. <laughs> because this is how WWE does Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He's thinking. He's thinking creatively like WWE. Would get, they're going to have like a little whole little thing. They're going to get another little yeah. fun thing going on. In that I, I want to see it. Bray Wyatt's going to win. Because Braun ain't supposed to be in with. This is true. Who you got, Nick? Man, what JJ said is kind of because I feel like Braun's just obvious, but what JJ was saying, that's kind of it's kind of making me think a bit. See, like, hence what I said, man. Like yeah. it's hard. That's what I would want to happen as a fan. Yeah, I feel like because he should have never lost I, it in the first place. That's what I would want to happen. I feel like that's going to go the opposite way. And, <laughs> Braun's going to retain the title. Now he's thinking. Now he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, the gonna... fact that he's going against Bray Wyatt, the man. Yeah. Now, I, mean, I yeah. think. I think the whole reason he's going against Bray Wyatt as the man is that they want to drag out this feud a yeah. little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Him versus the Fiend yeah. is an automatic win for the Fiend. So him versus the man, he gives him the out. Yeah, it gives him the out that he can defeat the yeah. man and make his title run a little bit longer. So I'm going to go with Braun Strowman to get the victory here. I didn't make my prediction for the last match. I'm going with Drew McIntyre as well as everybody else on that one. So finally, mm -hmm. we get to the Money in the Bank ladder matches. The corporate ladder Money in the Bank matches. That's First of all... We got the women's Money in the Bank match as it's going to be Nia Jax versus Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. We have Carmella, who's a former Money in the Bank winner. We got Asuka, former SmackDown and NXT Women's Champion. Shayna Baszler, a two-time Women's Champion. Nia Jax, a former Raw Women's Champion. So a lot of talent in this matchup. Who you got? Miss Christy Love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. it's I, I don't uh, see my obvious choice is Shayna right Shayna fuck it no, <laughs> no, no explanation just just that's it never mind Go, Shana, keep going that, that was a perfect explanation uh, Nick, who you got? 
Shayna, for the love of God, please. Because they're destroying her, yeah. but they want to somehow like make us draw it back into her. Just Shayna. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I'm not saying anything else. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm sorry. Top guy, who you got? WWE has done a shit job of masking Shayna. <laughs> so Shayna will win money in the bank and cash it in and beat the in, impenetrable man, Becky Lynch, when he's most vulnerable. I agree with the others. Shayna Baszler will climb the corner corporate ladder and win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Hopefully, um, fingers crossed. Because if right, she doesn't, exactly. if she doesn't, WWE, you blew it. You blew it again. They blew it at Mania. Jesus. Uh, the men's climb the corporate ladder Money in the Bank match. It's Aleister Black versus Rey Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan versus King Corbin versus Otis versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Top guy JJ, we'll start off with you. Who you got in this one? This only makes sense for AJ Styles to win this match. Yep. This only makes sense. Otis is going to have the closest moment, but I believe it will be AJ Styles that takes this match because no one else makes sense in this match. No one is getting close to a push in this match. Everybody in this match is just dead. And WWE just don't believe in Alistair Black. So, you know. Yeah, oh, another one. Another one. Just, oh, Jesus. I don't, I don't think Alistair Black's the right guy to win money in the bank either. Yeah, because they didn't sell, sell them to you because WWE don't believe them. No, it's not about that. I just think his character is not the type that should be winning money in the bank. I understand that. Yeah. Nick, who you got? So, thinking about this match, the names that stand out the most to me would have either been Aleister Black or AJ. And I agree with what you've said about Aleister's character. And I do believe Otis is going to come like super close to it and something's going to happen. I would say AJ, but with the promo that Alistair cut on him on Monday or whatever that was, I have a feeling that they might try to shove those two in a new few together. And since it's WWE, I thinking in terms of WWE, it is with the utmost regret that my pick to win Money in the Bank is King Corbin. Thank God. <laughs> and I and I fucking and I fucking had up twice. I know, no, I no, I and just I fucking had up twice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just I'm just I'm just trying to think like that ain't fucking logic. He put his Vince hat on. He put his Vince hat on. This man is thinking. And you know what makes sense because because Daniel Bryan. He failed to Jinder Mahal. Hey, that's a good choice. I I like it. I like it, Michael. I like it, Michael. Who you got, Miss Chrissy Love? I'm so sad, but that crap might be true now. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh my god. Who do you have to money in the bank? I, I was going to pick AJ because he came back from the dead. And it, uh, what other way to come back from the dead is to being, you know, the top guy. However, on SmackDown, uh, Daniel Bryan did call jabs at um, 
Corbin calling him a loser and he failed and he was like he was like you know 32 winners and there's only four losers and you're one of the four losers that didn't get to go through or whatever and now that make that's thanks Nick great um stuck it in our head yeah now that it's just stuck in my head and now it's gonna be forever stuck in my head and then if he once he wins I'm gonna be like thanks Nick you've thanks thank do you remember remember married with children and they would just always say thank you father kids thanks dad thanks Nick great so now i'm gonna have to probably agree with nick and go that way because stupid corbin is gonna win king corbin was his father i am never taking my i want aj to win just i would like aj that is my pick aj would win aj my my pick is aj to win my heart is going to say that however my 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 wwe vince hat says with nixon thanks nick gotta think what your wwe vince hat gotta get your vince hats I'm going to agree with Top Guy JJ, and I'm going to go with AJ Styles to return and win the Money in the Bank ladder match. All right, so that wraps up this episode of True Hill Heat 73. A plug for our lineup on our YouTube channel. Our True Hills BTR with Royce Isaac is up right now. Our latest Dark Side of the Ring review. Very good one with me and Chrissy Love talking about Herb Abrams and the UWF. A new Oli recap. Smackdown with the Lynches. Dark Power and NX and Ness XT will be up this weekend. True Heel Heat 72 when we rank every single Money in the Bank cash-in. Definitely check that out. That's a very good one. And our all-new series, True Rewind, where we go back in time to September 1995 all the way to the beginning of the Monday Night War. So join us on our journey as we go through the entire Monday Night War, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro, every single week starting from the very first Nitro, me, Romeo Cologne, as well as Drunk Guy JJ. It's going to be a wild ride, so join us on it. Nick nice. Jackson, tell them where they can find you on social media, my good brother. You guys can find me on Facebook as Nick Jackson. I'm sure if you are on the True Hill page, you see me a shit ton in the, in the, in the group. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not going to be hard to find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beachbum. And is that your actual name, sir? What, Mr. Beachbum on uh, Instagram? <laughs> Jackson. Nick Jackson? Yes. Well, my full name is Nicholas Jackson Lee. And All right. Yeah, but I go by <laughs> Nick Jackson. out there because, you know, there's some suspicious people out there. They're like, is his name really Nick Jackson? Yeah, I know. Everybody <laughs> says that. And there's another group I'm in where there's a motherfucker named Kenny Omega. And I don't, <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, no, I'm like, this is my real name. All right? I don't think he's Kenny okay. Omega. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Nope. Miss Chrissy, tell them where they can follow you on social media. Um, you can find me on uh, IG and on Twitter at the Cessation Miss Chrissy Love, Miss Chrissy Love underscore. Uh, and on Facebook, I am uh, Crystal Lunch. And Top Guy JJ. And Instagram, I am underscore top guy jj facebook i am justin johnson i'm telling you y'all be y'all need to put a big ass thumbnail under chrissy's name because that shit is long as fuck i sure and did friend thank you if you go and check and it out we, we went I, over this on the last episode i would really like to thank my homie you know for showing up here 70 73 episodes in you know we finally got you in you you know what i mean so I yeah have- no problem thanks again for having me this was awesome <laughs> yes.
We want to definitely thank Nick Jackson. <laughs> thank the good brother for joining us today. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram at True Heel Heat. You can push the like button if you enjoyed this video and comment down below on any of the topics that we talked about right here on True Heel Heat 73, especially your money in the bank predictions. We definitely want to hear from you on that. You can follow me at True Heel underscore Epic sp3 you can follow our good friend jimmy mcamram on youtube he has a youtube channel that you could definitely subscribe to as well as battle club pro and you can push the subscribe button for us push the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on true hill heat if you are listening to this you can listen to us on itunes soundcloud anchor spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts you can listen to true hill heat now so definitely check us out if you're on the road and you can't watch us you can listen to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so for our number Number one conversation starter, the leader of the True Hill Trinity himself, Nick Jackson. For the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. For the resident True Hill alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. We are signing off for True Hill Heat 73 until True Hill Heat 74. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. And we are signing off until next time.